I just want to see paper products and desks and offices defiled. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Can we get sponsored by Office Max? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby, Mira, and Kylie. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today we're reading my second selection, The Rebel's Secret Passion by B.S. Kisses, which is not by B.S. Kisses, but by Anne Abate. So this, the name of the story is The Rebel's Secret Passion by B.S. Kisses. And although this is my second selection, I want to give credit to listener Audrey Hammond, who sent in this story as a reader suggestion. And I Ooh. probably just uh, mispronounced Andabate and Hammond, so apologies all around to everyone. Um, and as usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it. So Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? Well, today we're drinking the Blue Hawaiian, which is often confused with a Blue Hawaii cocktail. And the difference really is that there's cream to coconut in it. So it's cream to coconut, which is like sugary coconut sauce, essentially. A light rum, lime juice. Actually, wait, scratch that. Don't even listen to me. It's lemon juice. In my mind, lemons and limes are the same thing. It's a disorder. And blue curacao. And oh, and pineapple juice. So it's very fruity. It's very like a tiki cocktail. And the reason we went with this is because with all the garnish, it matched Ray and Kylo's lightsabers. So that's why we chose it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was because it represented tears and semen swirling. I mean... My first That's attempt really did look like that because I wanted <laughs> desperately, desperately to use regular coconut milk because I wanted it to be less sweet, but the acidity caused it to curdle, which really did make it look pretty explicit, uh. though. <laughs> uh, too much. <laughs> but I, I spared you all the experimentation and, you know, so you know, get the actual cream to coconut because it's got stabilizers and the magic of science behind it. It can handle the acidity. <laughs> I didn't even go there. This is a fun, festive drink for a fun story. That's as far as I went. Tears and cum. Okay, so this is um, this is my pick, so it's up to me to set up the story. So this story was written before The Rise of Skywalker came out, and it's pretty much canon compliant through The Last Jedi. So in case you're hazy on the sequel specifically, um, that means that in this story, Princess Leia is alive, but Luke Skywalker is not. And the last time Rey and Kylo hung out, it was the sexiest scene ever where they killed Snoke together and he asked her to rule the galaxy with him and she said, no. Um, and, and as the story begins, the rebels are regrouping after being hunted down and defeated by the First Order. So before this episode, I made everyone rewatch the throne room scene between Kylo and Rey. And I had forgotten how goddamn hot that was. <laughs> like, holy That's shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, th I think in the experience of seeing it in the theater was a little bit overwhelmed by some of the what the fuck elements that happened in the movie but like those scenes man like mm -hmm, it's so good. good especially when he's like you're still holding on let go <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes scream at me kylo, <laughs> kylo. bumper sticker <laughs> <laughs> so as this, this story begins uh ray is reading a romance novel that princess leia or general organa lent to her and the author of the novel is credited as B.S. Kisses, and Kisses is spelled with a Y. So Ray reads the entire thing in one night and is just breaking down Leia's door the next day, hungry for more. And Leia is like, dude, 
I just gave this to you last night. And she's like, I finished it. And she's like, wait, what? And she's really embarrassed. So here's a quote um, from Ray. She says, the truth was that Ray hadn't slept because she'd been too busy fingering herself for hours on end <laughs> as she read the sordid tale of Kira and Dirk Rockwell's Forbidden Love, right? So we learn from Princess Leia that BS Kisses is putting out a novel a month. And also Princess Leia is lonely and has roped a bunch of droids into this mandatory romance novel book club. Which, let me just say... <laughs> Was one of the most adorable, random things I've ever heard of. I was just it like... It was really cute. Yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, it's Princess Leia, BB-8, who does not want to be there, which is <laughs> um, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Poe Dameron. Yes, and R2-D2 is like super open-minded, which I think is awesome for a droid. <laughs> yes, R2-D2 is like, yes. Um, and I wouldn't know anything about forcing people into a book group to make them read smuts. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> so Leia and Ray both assume that BS Kisses is a woman, which kind of makes sense because most romance writers are women. But we as readers know from the get-go because of the author's description at the beginning that Kylo Ren is BS Kisses. So how do you guys feel about Princess Leia unwittingly being like a super fan of these really smutty novels that were written by her son? <laughs> She's it's got their character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thin character. They keep saying that he writes these incredibly detailed cunnilingus scenes. Like, <laughs> he's very enthusiastic about it. And at one point, Princess Leia learns that it's a, um, a man who's written these books, but she doesn't know who it is. And she's like, a sex-positive man who appreciates the female orgasm. I haven't met one of those since Han. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> That part was so good. <laughs> They've got like genetic, like eating out skills. Like you can inherit the force, but you can also inherit the like. The, I thought it was perfect skills. that they made like the author Kylo Ren because it was just like the perfect attitude for him to also be a erotic novelist. Uh, I have a quote about that that I just loved. Because it's he's so like moopy and like angsty sometimes that this was just perfect. His publisher kept asking him to submit his works in another format, but Kylo refused. Calligraphy was the only acceptable method for conveying the poetry in his soul. <laughs> Followed by So deep. Kylo liked to cry most of the time. It felt like a true testament to the depth of his feelings when tears mixed with his semen in his lap, two offerings deposited at the altar of his goddess. The reason it's so funny to me is that it is consistent with his character to a certain extent. Like mm -hmm. he's like monologuing to his grandfather's like skull, you know, like that's one step away from he's crying an emo while space boy. Yes, he's so emo. <laughs> this is like not that it's hilarious, but it's also, yeah, not that far from what we see in the movies. So um, anyway, Ray reads all of B.S. Kisses' books, and when she runs out, she decides to write B.S. Kisses and try to figure out when the next book is coming out. And she signs her letters R, and she asks B.S. Kisses to be pen pals, like in a super naive, you know, cute, charming Ray way. And B.S. Kisses responds, and she learns that he's a man. He just refers to himself as he at one point, I think. Um, and she's like, what? So they get close through their correspondence, and Ray is sort of kind of crushing on B.S. Kisses, but all of the heroes in the B.S. Kisses novels are reminding her of Kylo, and she's like, 
And they also have names that are kind of extremely close to Kylo Ren, and all of the ladies have Rey in their name. It's very funny. But she's got these <laughs> feelings for Kylo and these feelings for BS kisses. But BS is not interested in R because he's obsessed with his lost lady love, who he dedicates all of his books to, and is the reason he's so sad and emo. And so finally, Ray asks BS kisses if he wants to meet in person. Dun dun dun. And then um, I think we should stop for erotic assessment time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to give everyone a chance to say whether this central relationship in the story works for you and how you feel about the sex scenes. So I'll go. I think that the center relationship did work, but I have some comments about it. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like, again, this is going to come across and I prepare, I prepare to be burned at the stake for this, but he gives me, Kylo in this gives me like kind of derpy Ron feels. Like, you know how Ron's character in all the fan fiction's like, do do do, I walked into the gunfight or whatever. Like, if he's not being an asshole, asshole in those. In most of the stories, Ron really gives me like not a lot of light behind the eyes, but real sweet, which is kind of what Kylo is. is. <laughs> but it, and then yeah. Ray is into like having like a little dumb pet, and that's like you know good for you, I guess. Like it works with their how their characters are presented in the story, and them mashing together as Barbie dolls works for me. Also related to the HP tangent here, do you get uh, is it epistolary charms? Epistolary, yes. yeah. Epistolary. Mm-hmm. There we go. The letter writing, right? We got another one. I just didn't think that would be possible to ever find another one, but it happened. <laughs> I like the letter writing. I like I that too, they don't actually. know. They don't know who each other are. It's great. And I mm-hmm. thought that the the central relationship did work, and the sex that was interesting. I, I don't think it was like the hottest sex. You don't um, like uh, vaginas being compared to Minox and Sarlacc pits. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> cool the lady boner a little bit for sure but i did i didn't think they were bad but they weren't super erotic so it's like the whole story was fun it was consistently had the same kind of cadence throughout which i i really enjoyed it was i i was honestly laughing out loud for a lot of it but i wasn't just like oh this was the sexiest thing i've ever read but i enjoyed the shit out of it so yes the central relationship worked for me and the sex scenes in context were good I don't think they were out of context. They were just fine. (laughs) Well, and to add some context, the bad similes that you're talking about are that Kylo is this very self-serious romance author. And so while he's having sex with Ray, spoiler alert, they do have sex. He starts to like wax poetic about things. And like, I have a quote. (laughs) And you're taking me so well, sucking me in greedily like a sarlacc consuming its prey. (laughs) She she doesn't Uh. like it. So she'll just like start to talk over him and she'll just be like, ah, like moaning really loud to like cut off the bed. <laughs> and they were both virgins when they got together. So yes. yes, it was really weird. It was very vanilla for like how erotic fiction he wrote that I expected him just to like be a natural. <laughs> but part of it though, I mean, just going to say, try before you buy Abby over here, training wheels. Time. <laughs> I've been with many nerds. It's just an accidental trend that happened for a little bit. And I will say the uninitiated do a lot of reading. It does make yeah. a difference. Well, they say in this story that he has watched an copious amount of pornography and he has read a bunch of books. And one of the books is called vaginas, cloacas and other interesting holes, which I about <laughs> to shit my pants and laughter because I didn't think we'd have cloacas come up so much, but they do. <laughs> Man, I better than the Sarlacc Pit um, quote is uh, 
I have a better one. Fuck, you feel so good. It's like I crash landed my dick in an asteroid cave that ended up being an exogirth slimy throat. No, it's so like weird and slightly like w- inappropriate. Like, why would you refer to your lover that way? <laughs> yeah, like if there's Kylo's a little special. Like he's yeah, definitely. <laughs> there's a little bit. There's a little bit missing. The lights are on, but, but not everyone's so home. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's cute. I can relate as my 16-year-old self trying to be all writerly and poetic. I mean, I don't think it ever went that far, but try to try to charm someone with your metaphors and it goes terribly wrong. Hashtag live journal. Well, and I feel like I was surprised because she puts the humor in there on purpose. So like Abby was saying... Yes. The sex scenes are not going to be Pantheon of Smut because they're kind of undercut by this humor, which I think is very fun. It's great. It's just not all working towards the goal of being like the hottest dicking down ever. You're constantly being reminded that you're reading Smut because of this humor. But I do think like the will they or won't they thing, even though you know they will, (laughs) um, did still kind of work for me. I wanted them to get together. I felt bad for emo Kylo and and poor like naive Ray. (laughs) So... (laughs) I feel like the romance works for me in spite of the fact that it's really heavily mm-hmm. burdened with a lot of humor. It's really well done humor, I agree. though, I will say. Yeah. It's no, very funny because it's very it's it's very dry in so much as that she'll just throw things off and she never refers back to it again. It's just, you know, very much either get it or you don't. It reminds me of The Princess Bride and the humor in that where it doesn't. It's not the like, hey, get it, get it, or let's bring it up again. It'll be funnier if I bring it up again. It's just like she throws it out there and lets the humor sink or swim. And it swims. Mm-hmm. So, Does anyone else want to describe their feelings about the central relationship and the sex scenes? Um, I just really love the letters that they wrote to each other. Um, and then they met and they just like banged the whole time and it was fabulous. Um, <laughs> so that made the relationship work for me, but to like see their friendship grow through like letters and then all of a sudden they're lovers. It was really cool to see that like transition. Yeah. Because Kylo did not know that Ray figures out that the author of the novels is Kylo, um, a little bit before Kylo figures out that R is Ray. Kyle figures it out when Ray tells him to his face. I'm all Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he would have figured it out. Bless his sweetheart. I don't think he would have gotten there. And then they make out in the park until they get, like, almost arrested for, like, public indecency. Yes. (laughs) Oh, to be young. (laughs) Ray and Ben, a.k.a. BS, are writing back and forth until Ray wants to meet. And Ray um, knows that B.S. Kisses is obsessed with this woman because every single one of his romance novels are dedicated to her. And so she's like, did this girl actually know that you loved her? And he's like, yeah, she rejected me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I remember once in my life, some guy offered me the galaxy, but it was for the wrong reasons that he just wanted to use me for my power. And he didn't really, isn't really interested in me for me. Maybe you should talk to this woman and make sure she understands how much you love her before you write her off. And so Ben's like, okay, I'm going to write my next romance novel. And this time it's going to be obviously about me and Ray. And then I'm going to find Ray and I'm going to give it to her. So he writes this romance novel. He finishes, he basically kind of doesn't finish it, but he, he gets a draft done and then he gives it to his, he sends it to his lovely friend R um, and they're going to meet in person. But... Instead of meeting in person, she goes to a coffee shop with the 
draft of the novel, sits there and reads the whole thing. And while she's reading it, she figures out that this is Kylo because he didn't try to disguise it in this book. But also he doesn't show up. And the manuscript has like blood spots on it and stuff. So she's like, wait, oh no, what happened? Because it's usually (laughs) just beautiful calligraphy from him. So what happened was that Kylo doesn't care about being the leader of the First Order anymore. He's supreme leader at this point. So he's just been doing a really shitty job in meetings and telling Hux to shut up and saying, I'm going to interject here. Okay. (laughs) I have a quote for this exact moment. All right. Yeah. That really cracked me up was, it's along the lines of, what's the point of conquering the whole galaxy if you're not even going to do anything fun with it? Like, it was cracking me up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's and he's like, why do we care about the resistance? It's just like 40 losers now. Like, <laughs> do we really have to do this? Like, oh, like, yeah, he's just he's more into writing his romance novels. And during meetings, he will be writing and just doodling in his notebook hearts with the word Ray <laughs> over and over again. Like he's in middle school. <laughs> and I think all of this is greatly enhanced because the author has a, a mood board like posted on her story in AO3. So it's like. A picture of Kylo Ren and then some like third grade level really bad calligraphy that said this. Like, <laughs> so Kylo's been sucking and not caring about ruling the galaxy. And so Hux like sends out an email invite to a team building activity to discuss the leadership structure, <laughs> after which the agenda says that there's going to be cleanup. And um what it is is an is an overthrow, right? So he walks into this meeting he doesn't want to go to, and everyone's got blasters pointed at him. He's like oh, shit, and he really wants to go meet his friend R, who he's about to meet, right? His first friend ever, by the way, he says his pen pal is his first friend ever. Um, Aww. Yeah, he kills the shit out of all those people who try to overthrow him and then leaves because he needs to get the fuck out. And he goes to the post office to mail this draft of his book. And then he's like, okay, I have to go meet R. And he's bleeding out and he just like they kick him out of the post office because he's bleeding on the patrons. And so he's <laughs> laying in an alley just like dying. Well, Ray is reading this book and as she reads the book, she realizes it's Ben. She's like, oh, no, this is covered in blood. Something has happened to Ben. So she opens the force connection, which has been closed since Crate, the end of The Last Jedi. And she's like, where are you? And she sees that he's just like laying in filth in an alley. And he thinks that she's a hallucination because he's like so in love with her and she could never, never be interested in him. So she's like, I'm coming to find you. So she does come and find him. And then she totally destroys the post office being like, why did you guys send a bleeding guy out of here without calling the doctor? Where is he? Um, And he's like, yo, I'm in this gross alley. So she comes back out to the alley. And she tries to heal him. She gets him into a clinic, which is very funny because the clinic's like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're missing a very important part. She tries to heal him and instead gives him an erection through the force. If it lasts for too long, he should seek medical help. That's what they say all the time, right? (laughs) Yep. No, he says as long as it doesn't last more than four hours, it's fine. (laughs) Um, But he did not have the blood to spare. And so she's like, tries to heal him. She's thinking about the wrong part of his body. She gives him this huge boner. She takes him to a real medic where he floats around and back to for a while and comes out okay. Now I think we can do high points and low points without tying too tight of a bow on the end of this story. Does anyone want to go? I guess I'll Hello. reiterate my high points. Oh, no, go oh. ahead, Mira. Yeah, Mira, let's do okay. it. Okay. Um, Mira. I think we already <laughs> kind of went over some of them. I love the uh, invitation to the coup, basically. Um, 
and the forest boner. <laughs> and all yeah. but I think my favorite thing was just how the author is kind of like ribbing the universe like throughout like the rebels. She makes fun of the rebels for how they're going to overthrow the first order is by like destroying their super weapon by finding like the kill switch, but it hasn't been built yet. But rather than like prevent it from being built they're they've got to wait so they can murder the kill switch afterwards that kind of silly thing and then kind of just making fun of shipping like really evil people i've got a quote here ray moaned and arched in pleasure and kylo realized he was actually good at this he preened at the thought he was probably even a prodigy which made sense Kylo excelled at anything he attempted, so long as it didn't involve public speaking, tolerance, patience, handicrafts, diplomacy, meditation, or forming real human <laughs> connections. <laughs> it's just really, really silly. I love it. Yeah. How about low points for you? Low points. Uh, there's a point where she tries to take him to seek medical attention, and they like ask for a referral even though he's, like, bleeding out and stuff like that. And that was a low point just because it reminds me of real life. <laughs> but it was funny because she dealt with it great. Yes. She upset her lightsaber and she says, here's my referral. Here's my appointment. She slashes the desk and she's like, you don't want to see his insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other thing, I feel like she was so into his cheesiness, like, in the romance novels. And then when they actually get together, she's kind of put off by his immaturity a little bit. And I'm like, well, if you're in for the ride so far, it seems a little unrealistic that you're critical now. But other than that, it was a guess. That's true. I guess, like, the stuff about Exegorth's slimy throats and stuff probably would have made its way into his books, too. Right. Like his... mm, yeah. But did it because he had an editor. He did have an editor. but she was down for the unedited version but i feel like that was the when she started getting like free print stuff it was like later in his career well air quotes that and (laughs) and so but he did have an editor that bitched about not wanting it in like handwritten goddamn calligraphy but Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but you can't imagine that they edited too much out because then he would have like murdered them which is a big theme of the story. I mean, Ooh, but was he completely anonymous to his editor? We never figured that out. Uh, ooh, also another good point. It's like, <laughs> did his editor actually know who he was? Or was this like a back alley, like, here's your envelope of cash or whatever? Some people are really secretive about their pen names and stuff. Yeah, but he would have known who the editor was and he would have murdered them. But would he wanted to give up his cover? Mm. Because he didn't want to mm. be, I mean... He didn't openly say, oh, hey, I'm going to go write my romance novels in the closet or whatever when he was not feeling the meeting. So he was he was trying to keep a hush hush at least. He's just playing as with as his a... vagina notebook during the meeting. Oh, my God. That's that was my high point. Don't talk talking vagina notebook was beautiful. <laughs> so tell us about the vagina notebook. So there is this beautiful leather brown notebook and the lock is a <laughs> a vagina shaped lock that you unlock with you know a little wiener and it's beautiful <laughs> and he like got super upset that ori- the original casting of it didn't have a clitoris and so he like screamed until the maker like pretty much remade it with a clitoris to make it appropriate he gave him a 50 percent <laughs> off discount 
Ooh, yes, he got that sweet discount. Someday, someday <laughs> in the future when we've made it big, we'll have these in our online store forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got, it's got, I mean, not as exciting as the lock, but it had glittery rose colored and scented pages. And, yes, yeah. it was beautiful. Ray, 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 Ray. Yes, and to <laughs> imagine this beast of a man like Adam Driver, and he has this erotic notebook is just amazing to me. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> I just imagine him like thrusting the key in and out, like uh, that scene in <laughs> Spaceballs with the action figures. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. That's his version oh, yeah. of mashing the Barbies together. <laughs> it's just so, it's so much what Hux deserves. Like Hux is such a, a little pissant, you know, in those meetings where he's ranting about rebels and stuff, just to have someone sitting there doodling in their vagina notebook. Is exactly <laughs> what he deserves. But what was your low point, Kylie? Good question. Um, I thought the first sex scene after they make out in the park could have been a little better. Um, I wanted something more serious, and it was very vanilla for me. Um, but it also kind of makes sense since they're both virgins. So how do you ladies feel about that? I would argue, I would agree that honestly, the sex that first sex scene was honestly my low point. Spoiler alert. And it does make sense, but like... Awkward virgin can, I don't know, be a little bit more, like, spicy even than that. I just, I felt like I could really feel the passion when they were, like, canoodling in the park, right? I could feel just, like, honestly how, like, sweaty and hot and heavy they were for each other. And even if it was, like, awkward, like, ripping pants off or whatever, I just wanted to feel more, like, (sighs) ferocious isn't the word, but, like, I wanted to be more of, like, a fervor to yeah. get to the deed like because even if it was just like quick the first time but if there was like a bunch of intensity around it i think it would have been it would have upped the erotic level a little bit and then we could be like so that was my first time um how'd i do i finished real quick but hey or whatever but just the intensity wasn't there it can be pretty like vanilla honestly if it's like intense i can let it go but like it didn't have intensity and it didn't have obviously skill <laughs> And I don't mean that in the writing, I just mean like the moves that they were put in and not like the writings per se. Yeah, but. I mean, he is super excited, but then I feel like them pausing for him to like prove his cunnilingus skills are real and inherited um, kind of <laughs> took a lot of the, like you get a lot of him being self-conscious and then you get him wondering if he's going to be good at it. Then he is good at it, but it's just kind of him like, I'm going to go into awkward, you don't need to know this about me zone here, but like going down on a lady is not like the first (laughs) move out of a virgin's repertoire usually. I agree. Like, like that's not a thing. Like, like that is a nervous move. Like ladies often go for the blowjob first because of like society, blah, blah, blah. I could go into it forever. But the long and the short is that like, that's an advanced move because there's a lot of like, I, I've never, I mean, ha, maybe you guys had a different experience. You had someone go right for it, but I have been out in the wilds and I've never seen these like virgins that are really, really hungry to eat the pussy out the gate. Like I haven't, like they're like, I'm nervous, but at least I know how my dick works. So I'll just jam it in a few times unenthusiastically and get it over with. And then you work up to being like, sweetheart, this is the clitoris. This is what we do. Like it doesn't, you don't start with that. No amount of book reading is going to make that happen for them. Like, that's a really good point. I'm just saying like, if that was like part two of the sexual escapades, I'd believe it more. Because it's like, oh, we got the quick little blast off done. We cuddled. And now I'm frisky again. Do a little wipe, 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 and I'll go down on you. It would be a push, but I could I could believe it more. I agree with you, but I think I think his character is kind of like trying to show off his 
like erotic prowess. Like he's this big fancy romance novelist. I mean, who's he should be lifting weights of... with that tongue the way he talks about. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Like, he's just like he's got about... a little weight set, working it. Like <laughs> he's talking but... about eating the pee all the time, so he feels like a lot of pressure to do it. So I understand, but yeah, it does kind of slow down the works a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it is I guess... funny though. Like, I think humor is another reason it's not as intense. Um, but yeah, yeah. He doesn't quite know what to do, and he tells her, "You know, I'm a virgin." And she's like, "Wow, that surprises me because I've read all of the smut from you." And he doesn't know what to do, so he's kind of just like looking at her business, being like, "That's a nice business you got there." <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, fucking get in there." <laughs> it was so good. She was like, "Are you gonna eat me out or what?" She's <laughs> like, "Get to work." But that was my low point was the sex scene. And that was it wasn't even that low of a low point cuz I mean it was it, it was mostly in step with the rest of the story, but if I I was looking for a low point cuz you know we cover yeah. it. And I think that there could have been things that could have beefed that part up just a tiny bit, but it didn't break my it didn't break my suspension of belief, I guess. Um but my high point honestly has to be just in general emo author Kylo Ren sparks a lot of hilarious joy in my heart. I do love some of the author notes about one of one in particular where uh, they say this fic, 60% awkward masturbation scenes, 30% BS kisses, weeping and or jizzing into fresh calligraphy, <laughs> 10% thinly veiled social commentary, which also cracks me up. And there's just so many like beautiful, like honestly, it's beautifully written for what it is. Like it's hilarious. It's supposed to be kind of a goofy prompt that started it all, but it's really well written and it's just so consistent with the quips and the funniness all the way through. And the style of writing is so consistent. So I, I don't actually know the timeline in which the author produced this, but it's just such like a perfect snapshot, like from beginning to end. It's really really quickly, like less than a month um, because she specifically says She's responding to a prompt. There's this Twitter account that just posts Ray Lopevic prompts. And that prompt was posted in June of 2019. And this was published in June of 2019. So oh, I'm like, wow. what the hell? Oh, wow. Maybe they're really prolific mm-hmm. or something. But I know. I, I just thought it was really fun. Like overall, got, just like how Kyle Somebody's got Kyla's. a desk job at a university and can write. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't judge us. <laughs> no, I had a desk job at the university and I kept telling myself I was going to write erotic fiction in my free time. And I never got my shit It's the best, it. let me tell you. Finishing, finishing shit is hard. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're being paid to do something else, it's kind of hard. Um, yeah, the, I think my high point was also emo Kylo because this author, like if you look at the other things she's written, she's really a huge Raylo person. She loves Ray and Kylo, but she does such a good job of like having the self-awareness to like see what's funny and overwrought about those characters, you know, and Kylo's the funniest one because he's the one who takes himself so seriously and is so intense in the stories. So and regularly shreds machinery and droids that don't bring him news he wants. Yes. Well, and like, so I have a quote here. Um, so they're having sex. This is from the first scene. Uh, they have sex. So Kylo pulled out and pushed back in. And Criff, the movement was so smooth. He'd never experienced anything like it. I don't have to lubricate with my tears anymore, he said wonderingly. How would you not just desiccate like a desert upon hearing that? Be oh like, my God. And we're done. And I gotta go. Thanks. I think you my gotta mom go wash my hair real quick. Yeah. He cries during sex in this, though, a lot. She's apparently okay with it. He cries a lot in general. 
But I think just the crying while masturbating Kylo Ren. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's a mood. It's, yeah. It's great, yeah. The other thing that I thought was hilarious, which I don't know if it was a high point, but hilarious, is the fact that the Resistance had to get sponsorship for their ships. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're brutal. The anal lube. The anal lube sponsor. X-Wings for O-Rings. Yeah, it was it was like a di- anti-diarrheal thing, right? Like it was like a, yeah, anal cream, not lube. Yeah, <laughs> not lube, cream, excuse me. But speaking anal of soother. lube, we've had different kinds of lube in all of the episodes, right? So we all know that Mando is a spit lube He's person. a spitter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I am rolling my eyes like right out of my skull. Um, that, um, that Finn uses first order lube that comes in a little packet, real lube mm-hmm. from a store like a gentleman. And that <laughs> Kylo uses his tears. <laughs> I feel like this is all appropriate with their characters. Yep. We just need blood loop coming up. So. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it takes all. It takes all kinds, Mira. Uh, all kinds. What are you? What's the next pick? I don't want to read it. I don't have another pick, so I cannot bring us the blood loop. <laughs> I think we're safe. Okay. Mira. Okay. Mira's, Mira's been quested to find blood lube. No. Oh God. This is nothing against period sex, but uh, we will not be making wounds and fucking them. Please oh, no. no. Okay. No. Okay. I, <laughs> I just thought you'd Are use you the blood as lube, that not your... like you're fucking like, the literal as, yeah, the blood of your enemy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ray saves Kyler from the alley and gets some medical attention. And then she's like, hey, do you have anything to tell me? And he's like, no. He's just like looking at her being like, you're so pretty. You're so pretty. I love you in his head, right? And he's like, no. And she's like, nothing about your feelings. And he's like, oh, yeah, I really, really love you. <laughs> she's like, okay, guess what? I love you, too. And she's like, do you have anything else to tell me? And he's like. I wrote a bunch of romance novels because I love you and I was obsessed with you and to get these feelings out. And she's like, I know that too. And he's like, whoa. And so he learns that she is not only his love of his life and his muse, but also his only friend because she is R from his pen pal thing. So they have sex. Um, And then the story cuts to a year later while BS Kisses is on a book tour. And at this point, he and Ray are together in a relationship. But also the universe knows that BS Kisses is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was expelled from the First Order um, by Hux, and so he joins the Resistance. The Resistance defeats the First Order, and then he goes on a book tour. And so on this book tour, they have a habit of fucking in and destroying independent bookstores <laughs> after the book signings are done. But he leaves money. Yes. He pays for it, and he's like, hey, girl, mm-hmm. if that's not enough money, you just Sorry. call me. I'll send you more. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I think this is about right, but you know, let me know if I'm off. You just call me. Call me. I'll let you know. Yep, I'm yep, good for it. I'm good for it. They're not total <laughs> monsters. Yep. And the end of the book is um, that a special edition of the Scavenger's Sweetest Find, which is the book that was the uh, the clearly Kylo Ray story, has a new preface in which he proposes to Ray, and she says yes, and then. They have sex on that book until it is destroyed with liquids. The end. <laughs> so, Yay! <laughs> I have a few quotes that I want to share. Okay. I love, love, love where he ends a letter with, you are also my friend, R. If you ever need anything, resources, weapons, vengeance against your enemies, I will happily provide. Cracks me up as like a like, <laughs> P.S., 
I will kill your enemies. <laughs> just subtle. Yeah, and the humor and just how obvious it is that he's Kylo Ren. At some point, it's just like, ha, 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 wouldn't it be funny if I was a galactic overlord? <laughs> yes, it would be I funny. also love the business where he's like, Kylo frowned. He had told Rey he loved her, right? How else could she have interpreted? You've nothing, or you're nothing but not to me but i can't even read <laughs> you're nothing but not to me <laughs> and then he said we can rule together and bring a new order to the galaxy he had obviously meant you're my ideal life partner please marry me and let me love you forever and I, <laughs> how many times like and it's so middle school where it's like well i p- pulled her hair it meant i loved her god like i and gave it's her so, no god <laughs> jesus god and that super cracked me up because i'm just like oh yeah mm-hmm I think there's one other quote that I was just like, this is ridiculous, but amazing. I do love when he wasn't ruling the galaxy or writing erotica. Kylo spent a lot of time jerking off that image and his bittersweet memories of her. And it just keeps on going. Yeah. Almost, every, almost every sentence in this is a punchline. Yeah. It's, it's really just so good. funny. It, it Just how much of it there really is. I guess we should come back around because I guess the last question is, would you recommend? And I myself would. Me too. I think it's a very quick read. Um, it's funny. It, it achieves what it sets out to be funny, and it is very funny. Um, and it's surprisingly sweet and kind of, if you're totally obsessed with Kylo, it will also work on the level of a romance, too, on some level. I mean, yeah, I would say it's like on the erotic scale. It's only a hair above the Luna one for me, though. Like, it's it, mm, it redeems itself more because it's short. But, I mean, the more fan fiction I read, the more warped I become. So, again, because <laughs> I've read some shit at this point. We've seen things that we've yeah, not I even brought to the table. There's different standards. It's like, is this a good story? Absolutely. Is this, like, going to turn your crank? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Slightly. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun story, though. Like, I could easily recommend this to, like, 90% of everybody I know. And associate with regularly. I even have some hip enough coworkers that could handle this information. So it's mm. fine. Like easy enough to share, but not weird enough to be like, this is all the weird shit I'm into. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a very safe share, I would say, for being like, this is funny. It is low key erotic, but it's pretty safe. You're not getting into full, like, I don't know, egg laying or tentacles or like edge <laughs> stuff. We're not into anything really interesting. <laughs> We're just into like this is mostly like normal like het bits mashing together and fun. Cool. How about Kylie or Mira? Yeah, I I would definitely recommend it. Um, I think it's not anything. I would be impressed if somebody could get their rocks off to this. Like I don't think <laughs> I don't think you're gonna add it to your spank bank, but it's hilarious and it's well written and it is well written. It's yeah. it's super fucking funny. And if you like to. Like, take the piss out of Star Wars. Like, it just has a great sense of humor, like, ribbing what is silly about the universe, but with love. I agree. Just reiterating what what uh, Mira said. It's not good for the spank bank, but it is a good, it is a good read. Stop chaining my dudes crying while masturbating. It's good well, to there should have been considerably supported. sadder tears then. If you're, if that's your thing, you should crank it to 11, Audrey. <laughs> I encourage you to explore more deeply into your kink. No, because it's not Because this was just thing. a surface level, this is just surface level shit here. He just loves that's your jam. Desks. That's true. I just want to see 
paper products and desks and offices defiled. <laughs> I don't care who it is. Can we get sponsored by Office Max? Run <laughs> <laughs> oh out of printer supplies or calligraphy ink? Come on down. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So, Kylie, you have our next pick. What do you got for us? Yes. So, this story is called My Bounty by Typo King 1107. It is a Boba Fett original character story, Ooh. so we get some male-on-male action in this. Um, there are some trigger warnings. It is rough sex, orgasm delay or denial, implied homophobia or implied or referenced torture, and implied reference misandry, uh, which is understood as a hate towards men. So just oh, yes. keep I'm that in mind as you're... <laughs> hey, girl. Um, so did you say that this is Typo King that wrote this? Yes, this is. Do we potentially have our first ever male author on this show? I kind of hope so. I haven't dug deep, but we'll see. I'll do some digging. Oh my god! Okay. This would be a this would be a moment. Man, mm-hmm. when you said when you said something about bounty, I, bounty, I thought we were getting more Mando, but but Boba's okay. Oh, I tricked you. It's Boba. I, Boba. <laughs> I was hoping it would be both for a second. The sound that two Mandalorians make when their when their helmets <laughs> smash together like a fucking bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what sounding is, guys, right? <laughs> Dude, but but Boba Fett in Mando, get him armor that fits. Give him dignity. Wait, it's only in the new season. The second yeah. time he showed up was better, but the first time he was borrowing something because they, like we said, they were Vescar pasties. They were not. <laughs> or pasties, not pasties like a snack, but pasties. <laughs> no, pasties sounds delicious. I'm a hungry hippo right now. Dark times. <laughs> All right. My bounty. Narshada. You would never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Crime, corruption, poverty. It was the perfect place for any lowlife to make an honest living. It was also the perfect place for any would-be vigilantes to get their start. If you could handle yourself in a fight and had a strong moral code, you could protect a few of the poor souls who suffered from the various gangs and thugs that plagued Nashada streets. Maybe even make a neighborhood safe to live in. So as long as you were smart and stayed out of the way of the big fish, you could have a very long and successful career. Ado Janik, a.k.a. Night Edge, was clearly not very smart. Otherwise, he wouldn't have to pay a percent of his bounty to the infamous Boba Fett every month just to keep the hunter from trying to collect. Still, there were some perks, namely the sex. <laughs> Poor Kylie has to read all the ones with the extremely long intros. They are long I intros. know, what the heck? <laughs> like, wait, was it was yours, Abby? You had the one-sentence one? Yeah, your, your all of mine have been super short. <laughs> I won that victory for sure yeah, abby secretly doesn't know how to read so it's <laughs> true this one sentence and then she has her spouse read her the stories so ain't nothing wrong with being illiterate well i mean look at most of america i mean truth <laughs> dude if you could hold down an office job while being illiterate that's like that's, you win man. everyone you has win. their gifts 